0: Michelle Carlo, and you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. Happy New Year, everyone. I pray that you all had a wonderful holiday and that you and your family are doing well. It's another year in the history books, right? And as I always say, Time is moving forward and waiting for no one. So, before I start, I want to do my housekeeping and announcements that Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media, literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501CB, oh, see, that's what you do when you don't wear your glasses, a 501C3 nonprofit organization. So all contributions are tax deductible please support with the monthly pledge and one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. See, that's what I When you think you can read something, and see, I should have had the paper far away from my face, but that's another story for another show. So, last year, right, God had us preparing for what was to come this year. We closed out last year with the directive to have faith beyond measure. And in order to do that, we will have to stay intention about, intentionable, intentional about everything that we do. See, the devil is a liar. We're starting off this year with a bang and already he's trying to twist everything up, but I'm not falling into that trap. So, today we're gonna look back, right? We're gonna look back at the vision board that we created for our five year journey. And I thought this was the time that was best for us to look back at it for those of you that created one or was thinking about creating one or created it in your mind. You might not have made a physical board, but you might have created it in your mind. You might have jotted it down in your journal, a couple of pointers. And I decided to do it today because we're st- this is our third season. So we have two years that's behind us, and then we have two years that's ahead of us, right? So this is our third season, and I wanted us to look back on the vision board that we created to see where we are and what we still need to do, right? So all of you that started your boards See how far you have progressed to what your vision was for yourself or the one that God had given you and how much more you still have to do. Now, anyone that's new to the show, I welcome you. I welcome you in the year 2022. You came in a dynamite year because things are really going to pop off this year. And if you need to catch up of where the direction of the show is going or what it is that we talk about, you can go to my radio page, which is on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Look up What Would K Say? There you will find all of my past shows. So you can listen to different topics. You can see um, just... What we do here in the morning when we talk about everything that's going on, right, in our lives. That, but the most important thing that I want to say is, when I said this is going to be an exciting year, the most exciting part about it is, A, we're going to see, what God is going to do, the amazing things that he's going to do, right? Because I believe that he is going to do amazing things. And B, the amazing things that he's going to do through us, through each of us, because he's going to use us in order to accomplish all the amazing ideas and projects and just everything that he has on the horizon. On the horizon, he's going to give it to us. So that's why I'm really excited. So that's why also it was so important for you when we were locked down and just doing your own thing, you should have been preparing, right? That's why it was so important for you to be prepared because now is the time. The stage is set. You don't know when you're going to be called for your solo. But you still have time to prepare. Don't, you know, don't get alarmed. You still have time. But I just say that to remind you, because he's a progressive God and he is constantly moving, we have to continue to constantly move as well. We can't just sit and expect things to happen if we don't play our part in it. So that brings me to today's topic. And today's topic is titled Revisiting the Vision. Now, I have a question, and you know I always have a question every now and then. And it's always, when I say I have a question, it's just a question to give you something to think about, to get your creative juices stirring, to get your mind thinking along a certain level. How many of you have a vision that God has given to you and you're still waiting for it to manifest? God gave you a clear message. You were all excited for it in the beginning, preparing for it, talking about it to other folks, really looking forward to that day when dot, 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 dot. You fill in the blanks because everyone's blank is different. Only to have three years go by, Five years go by for some of us, 10 or even 15 years. And you're still waiting for God to make the promise real to you. I have somebody else that thought like that, too. Her name was Sarah. Sarah thought that when God made the promise to Abraham in Genesis, That it was gonna come and it was gonna happen. At first she didn't believe it, but she thought, okay, if he said it, okay, fine. But let's look take a look at Genesis 15, 4 to 5, right? When God first made the promise. Let's look at the time of how long it took. And today's readings is going to come from the NIV version of the Bible. Genesis 15, four to five. Then the word of the Lord came to him, this man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Right. That was the word of the Lord to Abram. Genesis 16, to 2, and then 15 to 16. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. So Hagar bore Abram a son and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. Got that? Abram was 86 years old when Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. It took Abraham, 14 years before he was given the son that God had promised to him, okay? While waiting, in those 14 years, God gave Abram a directive. Abram was given directions of what God expected his house to look like. The covenant, God said, would only be established with those who were circumcised. No man could live in the house of Abraham unless they were circumcised. So I have another question for you. Let me ask you, what has God told you to cut off so that he could see his covenant with you established? I'll let you think about it for a minute. What has he told you that you need to follow? And this is, the, this is the way I'm going to know that you have that covenant with me so that I can then present you with the promise that I gave you from the beginning. Genesis 18, 1 to 2 and 10. The Lord appeared to Abram near the great tree of Mamre, where he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abram looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. One of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And now this reminds me that although time has passed, when you're sitting in your quiet time and thinking, God will appear to you. God showed Abram, who he was with the three men. Then God showed Abram what would happen to those who were disobedient. Genesis 19 shows us that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And then after all those things that God had showed him and took him through, It was at that appointed time that God fulfilled the promise that was given to him some 14 years earlier. And I just went through. Now, when I was going through all those, it was bits and pieces, but it was Genesis starting from when the promise was first given, Genesis 15. Now, the different parts that I was reading to you and telling you the story about went through 15, 16, 17, 18. So you see how God was moving, even though he said what he said. And he allowed time to pass. And he gave Abram certain directives. He was still allowing time to pass, but he was watching to see how things were going to progress with Abram after he had had the word, right? So here we are, Genesis 21, 1 to 5. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he said he would be. And the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to a son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight years old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Right? So now, it may seem as though when God gave you the message that you heard from him, that it was totally impossible. Or you probably thought, I'm not equipped to complete all this. I'm not equipped to even... Think about what God said he's going to bring about in my life. But as God told Sarah, when she laughed upon her hearing that she would bear Abraham a son, because when she first heard, when she first heard one of the three men, Say this to Abraham that I'm going to visit you a year later and your wife, Sarah, is going to bear you a son. When she heard that she was standing in the doorway as they were talking outside, she laughed like, yeah, he's an old man. I'm an old woman past my days. What kind of, you know, what child am I possibly going to have for him? God heard her laugh and he challenged her and she was afraid. And when he asked her, why are you laughing? She lied because she was scared. And she said she wasn't laughing. And he called her out on it. He said, yes, you were. But that her, and see her, that's another story too. Because her being caught and lying just brings us back to the whole thing of Adam and Eve too, when they got caught and how they lied and everything. But I say that to say, When she was laughing and God confronted her, the the message that he gave her was, is anything too hard for the Lord? And that's what we need to remember. Our takeaway for this week and not just for this week, but because this is the first show of the new year, which is live and I'm here in the studio, What we need to remember and what I want us to take away and carry with us throughout the rest of this year is to reflect on the next portion of this journey. Reflect on the promise or promises that God has given to you. Look at your vision board. Look at your journal. Think about the things that you've been saying to yourself in your mind, right, as a daily reminder of God's words to you. The little affirmations that you might have pasted on the mirror. Remember, we said we were going to paste words of affirmation around the house, on the refrigerator, on the mirror, on your makeup table, wherever you would happen to walk by and see it, on the toaster, on the microwave, wherever, wherever you needed that little pick me up. Look at those, especially when you feel as though nothing is happening and everything seems to be like at a standstill. Or when things are happening, but they're not happening fast enough. When you think that, oh, this should have happened 10 days ago. Why is it happening now? Think about all those things. I want us to remember those things. And also remember... God is looking for faith beyond measure. That's what this year is. This is the year of faith beyond measure. As we walk down our appointed paths, the lanes that he has prepared for each and every one of us, because they're all different. They may come together at some points, but then they split off because each and every one of us has our own individual walk. Let's keep reminding ourselves with every step that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. It may be too hard for us. It may be too much for us to understand, to comprehend, to even fathom that, ooh, this is going to happen. But just like with Abram, whose name was changed to Abraham, and Sarai, whose name was changed to Sarah, look at when God told him what he was going to do, showed him the stars in the sky. Sarah wanted to jump ahead, as some of us do. God may give us a vision, and we think we can put the vision together better and quicker than God can. She jumped ahead, told her husband to sleep with her slave woman thinking that she could build this nation that God had promised through someone else's child, where God was like, that's not what I said. I said that you were going to give birth to this child. So when we step out ahead of God and we figure, oh, yeah, he told me to do this, but I think I could do this like this, and it's going to make it come about quicker, God will quickly remind you, that's not what I said. That's not what I told you to do. And when I think about this story, I think about my girlfriend, Laura, in California. And she always says on her show, she has a show that she does on Facebook. She always says, let God find you doing the last thing he told you to do. And she says that as a reminder to herself because she always says she used to not do anything that God was telling her to do. She would always do whatever she wanted to do or think she could do it better. But she always said, let God find you doing the last thing he told you to do. And it's the same thing with here with Sarah. He didn't tell her to go give her slave woman to her husband. First of all, why would you do that? That right there opened up another can of worms. And if you really want to know the nitty gritty about see how women are when things go on in the dynamic of a marriage and you bring another woman into the picture, read that read that part of Genesis. And see how that relationship turned out. Just something if you want, if you like reality TV. Read that part of Genesis because that's reality TV right there in the making. Right there in the making, that whole mix of Sarah giving Hagar to the husband. Right there. That's already how many seasons of reality TV. Right? So, just keeping in mind, A, when God gives you your promise and your vision of what he has for you to do, you can't do it on your own. You can't bring it about because it wasn't you that created it or thought of it on your own. Continue doing what he has you to do. In the direction and in the in in the time frame that he has you to do it. Pay attention to the little cues when he says, this is what this is what i this is what I'm going to promise you. But this is what I need you to do in order to fulfill the promise. And he told Abram that he was going to have him be a father of many nations. But he also told him, I need you to have all the men in your house circumcised. This is how I'm going to know that the covenant between you and I stands, because this will be a testament of what I asked you to do and your following. So there's something that God has given you to do to show your covenant between you and him after he's given you your promise. What is that? It might, some of us might not even remember what it is. You might have to really go back and think about the entire conversation that you had with him because I'm sure he gave you something. He gave, I'm sure he gave you something no matter how small or in uh, unimportant as it might has seemed to you. Oh, that little thing, that's what he wanted me to do. That he wants to see how faithful you are in doing what he is he asked you to do. And when you get to your lowest point, always remember at the time when you think nothing's happening or when you don't see anything happening and time has passed, even though you might not have been doing everything that he told you to do, he's going to send somebody to remind you of the vision that he gave you originally. He's going to send somebody to put it back in your mind to keep it fresh. Now, whether you laugh and not believe as Sarah did. Or if you do believe and follow as Abram did, because he went down and he bowed and he worshiped them because he saw the he saw these three men as God coming to him because he was meditating on the Lord. So you could take one. of You can be one or the other. You could have God call you out. Or you can just continue to follow. But either way, in the passing of time, it's going to be fulfilled. Because it was. He gave birth to Ishmael at 86. And at 100, he had Isaac. So in between that span, God was working with them, Working with both of them. Sarah and Abraham. And who knows? Perhaps if Sarah wouldn't have laughed. If she would have believed God the way Abraham had believed God. Maybe they might have had Isaac sooner. So that's something to keep in mind too. Are you holding back the vision that he gave you because of your disbelief? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. With that. I think it's time for us to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say? Here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like.
0: Yeah. He's turning sorrow into joy Oh, hey. He's gonna do miracles Gonna do signs and, and wonders He's gonna be more than a friend Gonna be here to the end oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna show us how to love How to watch and pray Unto Him be all of the glory, glory. Power, power. power, forever, yeah. Obatide. 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 Tell everyone you know, it's time to celebrate. Obatide. Obatide.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to What Would K Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. And in Op-Ed this week, being it's the first week of the, well, first week of the year. Well, not really the first week of the year. See, it's the first for me because I keep, basing everything on me being here live in the studio. But it's not actually the first of, you know, the first week of the year. But this is the first op-ed of the year. Let's put it that way. This is the first -er, op-ed of 2022. I had to think about it. What year are we in? I don't know. I'm all over the place today. I think because I'm tired. And I'll just admit it. Yes, I am tired. So if I sound a little, it's because I'm tired. So I'm just putting it out there. I'm tired. You don't have to be like, why does she sound like that? So, for op ed, we all know January 6th marked a year of the insurrection, violent protest, riot, patriotism. Any word that people want to put on it because everyone calls it a different thing. When people view it, they all see it from a different light. They see it as people exercising their rights. They see it as people really standing up for the country they believe in. People really standing up for democracy. However you want to paint it, however you want to call it. It's all as individuals, we can all look at it and we take from it different things. But one thing I want you all to take from this is. Now, this was I got this from CBS News and I'm reading exactly what they wrote. And I quote on January 6th, 2021, among those who attended the rallies leading up to the attack on the Capitol, and were among the mobs in the restricted area of the Capitol were at least 31 state and federal candidates seeking office in 2022, according to an analysis by CBS News. The candidates are running in 19 states, and 11 of them have been endorsed by former President Donald Trump. A handful of candidates face charges stemming from their actions that day. Most of the others say that while they condemn the violence, they don't regret attending Trump's rally on January 6th and still believe Trump's unfounded claims that the 2020 presidential election was air quotes stolen from him. Now, I want you to keep that in mind, what I said, what I just read. And the reason I want the reason why I want you to see the significance and how important it is, just from those two paragraphs. Are a thousand things that you should be that should be running through your mind right now. We have people that a year ago stormed the Capitol. People died in that surge that they did on the Capitol. People died, lost their life. Property was defaced and destroyed. People were threatened. Congressmen's lives were threatened. They had one that was walking around planting pipe bombs, hoping to ignite the city. Now, we don't know all of them that were there, right? We don't know everybody. But a handful of them that were there that day, they want to run for office. You know, I think since I burnt that building down and I really didn't get my point across. I'm going to run for city council. So now I don't have to burn the buildings down anymore. I'm just going to sit in the in the house that makes the legislation for what I want to control when I've set that fire. Are you getting it, people? Are you getting it? Instead of just setting the fire now. I am not have to set the fire. I am not have to set the fire because I can sit in the chair that conducts everything and I don't have to burn anything, but I'm going to make the legislation that controls what I wanted that fire to control. So where I only was able to get one building, because I can only do one building at a time. I mean, I'm an. I'm an arsonist, but I'm not God. I can't run around setting every building on fire. And I'm only using this hypothetically, people. So don't think I'm an arsonist running around setting fires. But I'm using the example of a fire because nothing is more. Nothing has more of an effect on people than fire. When everyone sees fire, it means something to everyone. It means life is destroyed it means damage. Fires, people, fires make people afraid. So whenever anybody hears a fire alarm, hears a fire engine, sees flames and smoke, everyone panics. So I'm using the analogy of a fire so that you understand the importance of what it is that I'm saying to you. If I can be part of an angry mob, And then I decide, you know what, why am I I wasting my energy on that when I could just sit in a chair for four years and direct things the way I want it to go? And this goes back to when I did the civics class, the civics, the series on civics in the show, letting you know the importance of sitting in a seat. When you cast your vote, the people that are running, why it's so important for you to know their background, what they stand for, what they represent. So important. And on the flip side of that coin, because, you know, I love coins. Just like they're running for office. A lot of the people that was protesting in the Black Lives Matter or Asian, you know, stop Asian hate. You people need to start getting your candidates together, too. I mean, let's just make the let's level the playing field and keep it fair. So everybody has their agendas that they want to put forth. But if you have a room full of people with all these different agendas, eventually they have to hear each other and come to some type of common ground. They're going to have to or nothing's going to get accomplished. And that's the way you keep things balanced and fair. And I'm only saying that, not saying that I want to promote all these people to get into office. But if you're going to have people in office, then let everybody be in office and let everybody sit around and talk about what they want to talk about until everybody comes to a common conclusion of what works best for everyone. So that's just one part of our bed. And speaking of coins. Since I love to talk about coins, you know, I'm always flipping that coin over to tell you both sides. The United States Mint has announced its official designs for five coins in the American Women's Quarters Program. Right. These are the first five coins ever that are going to have the faces of American iconic American women on the coins, now it's gonna—it's a quarter. Of course, you know George's face is still gonna be on there. He's heads. He's gonna be on there. The women are gonna be on the other side, tails. And it's going to be the achieve—they're gonna recognize the achievements of women that have really done something and given something to America and its people. And I'm proud to announce the first five coins are going to be. Maya Angelou, a celebrated writer, performer, and social activist. Dr. Sally Ride, the first American woman to soar into space. Wilma Mankiller, the first elected principal chief of the Cherokee Nation and an activist for Native American women and women's rights. Nina Otero Warren, excuse me for messing up her name, Nina Otero Warren, a leader in New Mexico's suffrage movement and the first female superintendent in the Santa Fe public schools, and Anna Wong, the first Chinese-American film star in Hollywood who left a legacy for women in the film industry. Now, aren't you guys excited Aren't you guys excited? And I think the first quarter was already minted and it's in circulation and the first quarter is going to have Maya Angelou on the back. So throughout from 2022 and it's going to, I think it's going to span till 2025 they're going to create these quarters and they're going to have these w- iconic women on the back. But what makes me excited about it is I remember when they first did the quarters over and they had the states on them. Remember, everybody was going around collecting all the quarters. Oh, did you get this one? Did you get that one? I want I want to get my hands on these quarters with the women on them. I think it's going to be exciting to see, you know, a new quarter, to see our new money floating around. I think it's going to be nice. I think it's really going to be nice. So that I was excited about that, especially when it was talking about coins, because, you know, I'm always flipping that coin over. And I also have some important news you TikTokers. Now, I don't know anything about TikTok. I really don't watch it. I haven't followed. I don't know the basis of TikTok, but I know they do a lot of things on there, I think, to make people follow stuff. TikTokers are now taking the home test for COVID and they're running water on them. And the test are showing negative, And they're saying how the, text, the tests are bogus because the test will read negative. But what the manufacturers are saying is the test wasn't designed to give you a reading for tap water. So if you, if you use something out of the context of the way it was created to be used, of course, you're going to get a false. You're going to get a false reading. You're going to get a false um, answer because that's not what it was designed to do. So the fact that these TikTokers are now using COVID tests to say, "Oh, it's bogus. If you take this test, they don't really work." Stop it! Can we stop it? Can we just stop? First of all, it's it to me. It seems like there's just too much free time. Number one, for people to get their hands on all these COVID tests, and two that you actually want to run them underwater to see what's going to happen to them. Why go, go buy some pregnancy tests and run them underwater and see what happens to them. Go anything. Why are you using the COVID test that people can use to see if they're sick or not? Please stop. TikTokers, please stop. Go stand on some chairs or walk on some milk crates or whatever, because that's what you like to do anyway. Just stop with everything else. Okay. Okay. So that's my little bit on TikTok. I, don't, I like I said, I don't follow it. I don't know what they do on it, but if they're doing this crap on there, stop. And that's the end of op-ed. So now, since it's a new year, it's a new month, and we already have our, we already have our theme for the year, which is faith beyond measure, and everything that we do is going to be based on our faith blowing up beyond what we could even imagine it to be, right? Our word for the month, for January, is going to be doubtless. And the meaning of doubtless is used to indicate the speaker's belief that a statement is certain to be true given what is known about the situation. Another form of the definition is used to refer to a desirable outcome as though it were certain. So I think that's the that is a great word for us to start our first month of the year with our theme of the year being faith beyond measure. We're going to refer to desirable outcomes as though it were certain, doubtless, January's word of the month. And our promise for the week comes from Habakkuk 2, 2 to 3. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. That's our promise for the week. So I wanna say with that, with my time growing short, I want everyone to have a blessed week. Happy, healthy, prosperous, creative, God-filled, blessed New Year to you all, my highly blessed and favored people. Go out this week, let your light shine so bright that any darkness that's there is just evaporated up into it. Be the best you you can be. Everybody's talking about being so authentic, authentic. Be the best you you can be. Because sometimes some people's authenticity is not the best. They're They're being their authentic self, but that doesn't always make it that they're the best. So in being authentic, also be your best. And with that, I say, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Social distance. COVID is still out there. The numbers are rising here in New York. Again, more people are taking the test, but more people are also catching it. This Omicron is no joke. He is whistling through everything, just spreading his germs all over the place. So be careful, people, because it is highly contagious. So wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, be a blessing to someone, right? As God has been a blessing to you. And just continue to walk in the faith because we are walking in faith beyond measure. And until I see you guys again next week, stay safe. Peace.
0: This clock, the hours roll, they never stop. And I can't ever seem to get ahead. Always trying to do what's right, straight and narrow's getting tight. Don't know how much longer I can stand. And I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering where's my promise, man? change You still love me, inspiring me. Woo. You still chose me, How can it be? Ever respond, every, every fine, you see it. Ah uh-huh.